podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. The Two-Footed Podcast is brought to you by EPLindex.com and our presenting sponsor, Liberty Shield. Liberty Shield is a VPN provider. A virtual privacy network allows you to go online, change your location, access things you're geo-blocked from while keeping your data safe. So, as an example, if you are a UK expat and want access to BBC iPlayer to watch Match of the Day or ITV Hub or all four, but you get that message that says this content is not available in your location, a Liberty Shield VPN gets you around that block allows you to watch whatever you want on those services while also keeping your data safe. And it goes further than that. It allows you to open up Netflix's entire library by just changing your IP address. Liberty Shield is the number one rated VPN provider on Trustpilot with five-star ratings across the board. So go to libertyshield.com right now, use the code EPL25, and get either the hardware package or the software package. The hardware package is a router that you plug into your existing router. And any item you want to change the IP address on, be it your phone or your television, you connect that to the new Liberty Shield router. All other items can remain connected to your existing router. There's also a software package, which is instantly downloadable to your device, and you can get using straight away. Again, libertyshield.com, EPL25 for 25% off at checkout. We're also brought to you by Home of Hopcroft, a giftware and homework company located in Scotland, but shipping worldwide. Check out homeofhopcroft.co.uk and do check out the EPL Index and Anfield Index shops, which you'll find on Etsy. Use the codes EPL10 or RED10 for 10% off at checkout. And lastly, do remember to check out a tad predictable hosted by Tadiwa. That podcast is on this feed before every Premier League match week. And then the EPL Roundtable hosted by Kevin DeVries on its own EPL Roundtable feed. So just search EPL Roundtable in your podcast device. And that's out after every match week. Now, on with the show. Good boys and girls, two footed podcast. Today is Friday. It is the 4th of August. Uh, I got, got a bit confused there and wasn't sure. And uh, tonight begins the championship, which is exciting. The, the season starts in the Premier League, obviously, next weekend, but we do get some championship action tonight. With Sheffield Wednesday newly promoted, taking on Southampton newly relegated. Also in the championship this weekend, Norwich will play Hull, Plymouth play Huddersfield, Bristol City Preston, Middlesbrough Millwall, Stoke against Rotherham, Swansea against Birmingham, Blackburn against West Brom, Watford against QPR, Leicester against Coventry. Leeds against Cardiff and Sunderland against Ipswich. So, plenty of good games there. Uh, League One also starts tomorrow. We get Blackpool Burton, Derby against Wigan, Northampton Stevenage, Barnsley against Port Vale, Shrewsbury against Cheltenham, Pompey against Bristol Rovers, Wickham Exeter, Cambridge United Oxford in the the big posh derby. Uh, Reading against Peterborough, Charlton against Leighton Orient, Bolton against Lincoln City, and Carlisle against Fleetwood Town. And not to be ignored, League Two, where it is Stockport against Gillingham, 
Colchester Swindon, Grimsby AFC Wimbledon, Crew Alexandra against Mansfield, Accrington Stanley against Newport County, Doncaster against Harrogate, Forest Green, unfortunately lo- no longer managed by the great Duncan Ferguson against Salford, Sutton United against Notts County, Crowley against Bradford, Tranmere against Barrow, Morecambe against Walsall, and then Wrexham against MK Dons, which is quite an interesting one because MK Dons are maybe the most unpopular team in the country because of the whole Wimbledon thing. And I know a lot of people have forgotten, but I haven't forgotten. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget what they did to Wimbledon. So I'll always dislike them. And Wrexham are, you know, the people's choice now. They've got that Hollywood cash behind them. Ryan Reynolds, Rob McElhenney. Exciting times for Wrexham to be back in the Football League. So they are the matches we have available to us this weekend. Uh, Premier League obviously starts next weekend. So what we're going to do now, as of yesterday, there were four weeks left in the transfer window. So what I thought I would do is go through the 20 teams uh, might not get through all 20. They might do 10 maybe and do 10 on Monday and have a look at what I think they need to do moving forward with the rest of this window. So I think that's where we're going to go. So we'll start with Arsenal. We'll do, you know, we'll do 10 today. We'll do 10 on Monday and that way it can take a little bit more time. So this is what they need to do, in my view, between now and the end of the summer. So Arsenal, I would have said that their goalkeeping situation was okay for this coming year with Ramsdale and Matt Turner. Carl Hine as a third choice, Arthur Arthur Nkunku as potentially one to loan out, and you would want to send runner Alex Runnerson as far away as possible as he is the worst goalkeeper I've seen play in the Premier League. But Arsenal are obviously making the move to try and sign David Rea. Now, whether that makes him the number one or whether he comes in as a backup or challenger to Ramsdale, I don't know. It's an interesting one because Ramsdale obviously has just signed a a big new contract. Uh, If you haven't read the Aaron Ramsdale piece on... The Players' Tribune, I do advise going and giving that a read when you get a chance. But Arsenal are looking to spend big money on another goalkeeper. That's the the be-all and the end-all of it. Now, defensively, this summer we've seen Tomiyasu and Timber all play, both play left-back more than we've seen Kieran Tierney. So my guess is that Kieran Tierney might well leave this month. Um, Zinchenko is the starting left-back, you would imagine, and he inverts into midfield. But it will be curious to see what they do with regards to who starts at right-back. Is it Timber? Is it is it Ben White? We know it'll be Saliba and Gabriel. We know they've got Kiwar. Does Tommy Asu become the backup right side centre back? If it's Timber and White at right back, and if Tierney stays, it's Zinchenko and Tierney at left back. Is it then Tommy Asu and Kiwar as the backup centre backs? So I don't mind that. I actually don't mind that at all. But Tommy Asu has been linked with a move away. I think defensively they're probably they're probably not going to do much. Uh, they would have liked to sell Thomas Partey, but nobody was willing to give them any money for him. So he's now staying. They've got him, they've got Jorginho, they've got Declan Rice as the kind of number six options. And obviously they've been using Kai Havertz as an eight a bit in preseason. Um, they've still got Sambi Lakonga, they've still got El Nenny. I'll be curious to see if they do any more in midfield, but I think they're probably done in midfield. And in attack, I I think the move now is to keep Fowler and Balogun at least until January because Gabriel Jesus has been ruled out for the start of the season. 
So unless he's back before the deadline, I think they'll keep Balogun. So to be honest, I would have said they were probably done after Timber, but bringing in Raya is is going to be their last move. You'd imagine uh, it might be some fringe moves. Maybe they, they look for another youngster, someone along the lines of uh, the Marquinhos kid they signed last summer. But I think for Arsenal, the the key here now is going to be some sales. Um, e- even if it's letting players go for nothing, getting Nicolas Pepe and his significant wage off the books is important. Uh, potentially finding a loan for Sambila Conga, a loan or maybe a permanent deal for Tavares. I wonder if Tierney goes, would Tavares be kept? The Tavares-Arteta relationship, I'm not sure, is great. And then if Raya comes in, will Matt Turner leave? So I think for Arsenal, Raya's the like the only likely incoming that will affect the first team picture. And from there, it is going to be more about what they do with regards to outgoings. And there's definitely some players there that they will be looking to sell. We'll move on. Aston Villa have signed Yuri Tielemans, Pau Torres and Moussa Diaby. All good signings. Tielemans on a free is clever. Torres, I think, is is a really good get for them. And I'm I'm so impressed by the Diaby deal because they, I think they paid more than they wanted to, but it showed that they identified a target and, and weren't put off by what I think were more attempts by Leverkusen to get more money out of them. And they just pushed ahead and, and got the deal done. And I think Diaby's a, a really good signing for them. I would like to see them add a better backup goalkeeper. Robin Olsen just isn't reliable enough but it might be something they have to just put up with for another year. At centre-back, you've got Diego Carlos, you've got Ezri Conza. They're your right-sided options. Torres and Mings as your left-sided options. So that's pretty strong. Right-back, I think they could do with one more. You've also got Callum Chambers and Courtney Howes as centre-back options. My assumption is Howes will go on loan and Chambers might just be sold at a minimal cost, or kept as the fifth one. But they have a young centre-back in Sil Swinkles, who has a lot of potential and maybe could be given an opportunity. Young uh, Kerr Smith, the young kid they signed from Dundee, maybe he gets an opportunity this year as well in the domestic cups. Left-back, you've got Alex Moreno, you've got Luca Dina. Personally, I'm not overly keen on either but I think they'll just stick with those two moving forward. Um, I'd like to see another another right back, to be honest. Now, ideally, you want that player to be able to play in other positions as well, which is why I think the Tyler Adams deal makes so much sense for them. If I was them, I'd be pushing ahead with Adams because he can cover it right back and he gives you an extra option in midfield. Um, they are fairly strong in midfield, it must be said. Obviously, you've got... Bubakar Kamara, who's going to be their linchpin. You've got Douglas Louise, who I thought had a very good season last year. Uh, John McGinn can play all over the midfield map. You've got Thielemans now added to the mix. I do think, again, Adams makes a lot of sense as another ball winner, but they could they could potentially just go with what they have because they've got Den Donker. They've got young Eric Boonham, who spent last season out on loan. Um, so they're pretty strong in there as well. You've got Aaron Ramsey, who's a huge talent. Sorry, Jacob Ramsey, who's a huge talent, and his brother Aaron Ramsey, who's also a huge talent. So it might just be that they leave the midfield alone. Um, from attacking midfield point of view, you've got Emi Buendia and you've got Coutinho. I'd be shocked if Coutinho starts the season there. I genuinely would. But he's got three years left on his contract. That is... That was an awful move by Gerard. I think they've got to try and get Phil Coutinho out the door. He's on big wages. I'd be surprised if anyone at the club earns more than him. So I think you've got to try and get him out the door. In attack, you've got Bertrand Traore, you've got Musa Diaby, and you've got Leon Bailey can all kind of play that right wing position. Uh, Jaden Philogen, a youngster there, he'll probably go on loan. Left wing, 
I assume that's where Ramsey will play and maybe his brother is the backup in that role because it's more a midfield role than an out-and-out winger role. But they don't have a natural left winger at the club. Now, Coutinho can play there and so can Buendia and, and maybe they just run with what they have. But I think they could do maybe looking at a left winger or maybe trialling Leon Bailey on the left where he has to simplify his game use his pace, use his directness, get around defenders and just cut the ball back. Maybe that's the play. Uh, through the middle, you've got Ollie Watkins, you've got uh, Jan Duran, you've got Cameron Archer, and Keenan Davis is still there, but I assume he will leave. Uh, Caleb Chukwemeka, I think, will go. Young Rory Wilson is a very talented young striker, but he's not going to be ready this season. Um, Villa are shaping up well. A backup goalkeeper and Tyler Adams. And I'd probably be fairly happy with their summer if I was them. Because Adams will cover backup right back, potentially starting right back, and also give you an extra body in midfield. Uh, Do that and I think you're good. Get rid of Coutinho because that contract is a bit of a nightmare. Uh, We'll keep going. We'll go to Bournemouth, who've obviously shown quite a lot of ambition in recent weeks. Uh, Neto will be the starting goalkeeper. They've loaned out Mark Travers and they've added uh, Radu from Inter Milan. I believe they have an option to buy him as well. And he is a good goalkeeper. So that's pretty good. You've got Darren Randolph there as your third choice. They desperately need a right back. You cannot go into another season with Adam Smith and Ryan Fredericks as your options. You just can't. They're not good enough. So you've got to go and add at least one more at right back, a starting quality player. Sasha Bowie makes all the sense. Fresneda was linked, but it looks like Barca might end up with him. I think they've got to add a right back, though. Left back, you've got Kirkes. And Lloyd Kelly is a very good left back as well. So you're fine at left back. Centre back, you've got Zabarni, you've got Sinisi. You've got Lloyd Kelly, you've got Chris Metham, you've got young James Hill and Owen Bevan. You're good. You're good for now. You don't need to touch it. Starting right back has to be the priority for the remainder of this window. Into midfield, you've got Lewis Cook, Joe Rothwell, Philip Billing, Gavin Kilkenny, and it looks like they have two irons in the fire. So the first one is um, Alex Scott from Bristol, who's tremendous. And the second one is Castrovilli from Fiorentina. And it looks like they're close to agreeing a fee for him. Now, I would have concerns about the lack of a ball winner, the lack of a Jefferson Lerma type. Obviously, Lerma left and went to Palace, I would have some concerns that they haven't replaced him. Because Castrovilli and Billing are happier playing the more advanced role, the the kind of 10 role, than they are in double pivot. Alex Scott is, at the moment, probably a bit more suited to the number 10, but can definitely play in a double pivot. They're going to be heavily reliant on Lewis Cook to stay fit. In that 10 role, you've got Ryan Christie, <coughs> you've got Billing, you'd have Castrovilla, uh, Castrovilli rather, and you've got Hamid Traore, who I think should become the starter. I think he's probably the most talented player at the club. So, if they get Scott and Castrovilli, and I don't expect another midfielder, but I do think they'd be going one short, just a ball winner, a pure ball winner. Um... In the wide areas, Ryan Christie can play wide. Marcus Tavernier obviously predominantly plays wide. You'll have David Brooks for a full season. You'll have Oatara, Jamal Lowe, Jaden Anthony, and Justin Clivert. So I think they're well stocked in the wide areas. Up front, you've got Solanke, you've got Kiefer Moore, and you've got Semenyo. So I think, again, you're pretty well stopped. You don't need to do anything else there. 
I would say if you get the two midfielders across the line, even if they just add one of them, I think they'll, they should be okay. But I, I, I would forgo Castrovilli and buy a defensive midfielder personally. I'd go Scott and a ball winner and leave Castrovilli. But if they get the two midfielders in, then all focus needs to be on a right back. They've got to get a right back in the door. But I do like what they've done. Obviously, they added, I think they're the signing of the summer for them is their new manager, Irola. I think that's such a good get for them. And uh, I'm excited to see how his style translates to the Premier League. We'll move on then to Brentford. Um, they brought in Mark Fleck, and you'd imagine he'll be first choice, and Strakosha will be the backup. You've got Matthew Cox, and you've got Ellery Balcom as the backups. David Rea will leave. We, we know that's going to happen. In defence, Aaron Hickey's the starting right back. Rico Henry's the starting left back. I think they need to add another fullback. And if I was them, I'd be looking at Kyle Walker-Peters to come in and be my starting right back, keep Henry as the starting left back, and give Aaron Hickey games on both sides. And let's just say, let's just say Henry starts 26 games at left back, Walker-Peters starts the same amount at right back, and Hickey plays... 12 on each side, he gets 24 games. So everybody's getting about the same number of minutes. You give Hickey games in the cup. I I would be looking to bring in Kyle Walker-Peters if I was them. Now, he would also fit well with Bournemouth, who, as I said, desperately need a right back. Uh, In the middle, you've got Charlie Good is not Premier League caliber. You've got Ethan Pinnock. You've got Zanka. You've got Ben Mee. You've got Asia. You've got Sorensen. And you've got Nathan Collins, who's arrived this summer. I would like to see them add one more centre-back, to be honest. Um, They've probably got enough, and they're well enough coached, but I would like to see them upgrade. If Asia can stay fit, it's different, because he's really good. He just hasn't stayed fit so far. Uh, In midfield, you've got Norgard, Jensen... De Silva, Onyeka, Damsgaard, Baptiste, Yanult. It's a strong group. It is a strong group. I do wonder, could they look to add maybe one more into it? But they've already spent a decent chunk of money this summer because the Kevin Shade deal became a permanent one. Uh, they signed Kim Ji-so, the young uh, South Korean centre-back. They spent big money on Collins. They signed Flecken. Now, they'll get a lot of that back when Raya leaves. But I, I do think maybe one more body in midfield, just to shake things up a little bit, could be beneficial. I love the wide options. Mbomo, Keenlewis Potter, Wissa and Shade. You've only got Tony through the middle, and he's going to miss the first half of the season. I think, I think you've got to go and buy a striker. And to be honest... If, if I got a good offer for Ivan Tony, knowing he comes back in January and will probably leave next summer with only 12 months left, I'd probably look to sell him. If Spurs sell Kane, I'd be making a phone call. And then I'd be looking to find my replacement. Or I'd look to find the replacement first, ideally. But I think they need to find a striker. So I don't think you can get through the first half of the season with no recognised number nine. I, I know Shade can play through the middle. But it's not where he's best. He's better in the wide areas. Um, there's a lot of talent in that front line, but I think they've got to go and find a new striker. Um, so striker, one in midfield and a right back is what I'd be looking at if I was them. Uh, we'll move on to Brighton and Hove Albion, who I think have had a tremendous window thus far. They have brought in Jean Pedro, Mo Dehoud, James Milner, Bart Verbruggen, and Igor. So, if we have a look at their squad, Sanchez will leave. I think Verbruggen starts the season as number two, becomes number one during the year. So Jason Steele is the starter. He's not good enough to be a starter. In truth, he's a third-choice goalkeeper at this level. But they're not going to touch another goalkeeper. 
if I was them, I'd be looking for another right back. I think Veltman's injuries are just going to get worse. Now, Lamptey's obviously an option there, but he's totally different to Veltman. I, I would have looked for Ronnie Edwards. I said this before of, of Peterborough and brought him in. I think he fits really well there. Um, and then Lamptey just gives you something different. At centre-back, you've got Webster, you've got Dunk, you've got Van Heck, who has work to do, but he's he's got some talent. And you've got Igor. So I think you're set. At left-back, Estupinen was one of the best in the league last season. And I think Michael Karbonik this summer will stick around, hopefully, and be the backup left-back. And I think he's got a lot of talent. He's still very, very young, only 20. Um, They've had him on their books a few years now, so I think they'll finally give him an opportunity this coming season. Um, In the double pivot, you've got Dehoud, you've got Motor, who's back, You've got Alzate, who probably sticks around this year. You've got Iari. You've got Gilmore. You've got Milner. Milner could play right back. Milner can't really play in the Premier League anymore. But the big one is you've got Caicedo. Now, if he leaves, they're going to have to find a replacement. I don't think his replacement is at the club already, to be totally honest. I don't think they have anyone in-house who's capable of replacing him. Uh, Right wing, you've got Solly March. And you've got uh, Buenanote. So I think you're you're fairly well covered in that regard. Left wing, you've got Matoma. You've also got Simon Adringa now. Super talented, so they're good to go. In the number 10 spot, you've got Julio and Ciso. Pascal Grouse can play anywhere. You've got Lalana still. And Joe Pedro can play there. So again, they're set. And up front, you've got Evan Ferguson. You've got Danny Welbeck. I assume Andy Zakiri will go on loan. Um, I assume he will. I, I, I can't be certain, but I assume he will go on loan. Um, they'd have, they have loaned out Dennis Undav. They've loaned out Jeremy Sarmiento. And they probably actually, to be fair, they have their backup goalkeeper, their long-term backup, who, again, will, will fancy himself the starter in Kel Sherpin, who's a really talented goalkeeper. He'll spend this season on loan with Sturm Graz, and then maybe next season he comes back and he competes with uh, Verbruggen for number one. I really hope, I had really hoped they'd keep Kasper Kozlowski, but he's gone on loan to Vietas Arnhem again, so uh, he'll have another season there. Um... Right back. That's that's literally right back and a Caicedo replacement if Caicedo leaves. Or a Caicedo successor to develop if he's staying. Other than that, I think they're in really good shape. Really, really good shape. Uh, we'll move to Burnley. They brought in James Trafford to be their new goalkeeper. They've got uh, Murich as a backup, Dennis Franchi as a backup, and Lawrence Figueroa, I assume, more for experience and the quota than anything else, but they're in pretty good shape in terms of goalkeepers. Uh, left back, you've only got Charlie Taylor at the moment. You had Ian Matson last season. You've got to go and get a left back. You've got to get a left back. Right back, you've got Vitinho. You've got Connor Roberts. You're good. Centre back, Bayer, Aldakli, Ekdal, CJ Egan Riley isn't Premier League caliber at this point yet. He's still very young, though. And Dara O'Shea, I would suggest strongly going and buying another centre-back. Harwood Bellis, if you if City can extend him and loan him, or if you can buy him, I would go and get him. He was vital to them last season. He is definitely Premier League ready. So I would say go and get him and get a left-back. Midfield, you've got Bastion, Cullen, Twine, Brownhill, and Cork. Is it enough? I don't think so. I don't think it is. I think you need one more. I think you need one more. Uh, in the wide areas, Benson, Zaruri, Sherlinoff, Brun Larson, Kalosho, and Redmond. Is it, is it enough? I think it's going to have to be. I think it is going to have to be enough. I don't think they're going to buy another winger. Through the middle, you've got Rodriguez, you've got Foster, you've got Obafemi, you've got Amduni, and you've still got Vud Veghorst. 
So you're probably okay up front. I think one in midfield, a centre-back and a left-back. Now they can potentially go and, and loan some players in to fill some of these spots, like maybe Howard Bellis on loan would fill one. Maybe City would loan you a James McAtee or a Tommy Doyle for the other. You can't do two loans from one club in the Premier League, so no, that can't happen. But yeah, go and get Howard Bellis maybe. And um, I'm sure they'll. I'm sure they'll continue to be busy. You know, they've already spent quite a bit of money. Um, Dooney, Trafford, um, Bayer all cost thirteen million plus. Uh, Kaloshi is very talented. They're quite high on him. I haven't seen him, but they're very high on him. Redmond was a free. <clears throat> O'Shea was good value, but uh, yeah, they've still got work to do. Left back and centre back priority because I think you can muddle through in midfield. But left back and centre back is where I'd be looking if I was then. Uh, on to Chelsea. They had three needs at the start of the summer. Goalkeeper, ball winner, goal scorer. They haven't addressed any of them. They're going to bring in Robert Sanchez. He doesn't address the goalkeeper issue because he's not an upgrade on Kepa. Uh, They're clearly trying to get Caicedo. That one looks to hit a wall. And the striker, it looks like Dusan Vlahovic might happen. Lukaku and 40 million to Juve. Vlahovic to Chelsea. I think that works. And I think you could go Jackson, Unkunku, and Mudrik behind them, or Madoki, Unkunku, and Mudrik, or an Sterling in the mix, or whoever. They've got loads of options in behind. Jackson could work as the striker, but I don't know if there's enough proven goals in him. Vlavic, I'd be confident, will score goals in the league. Um, they've still got work to do. They've still got work to do. They've had a decent summer. I think the Desassi deal is a bit of overkill. I don't think you needed to do that. Uh, Aguichukwu doesn't help you. He's gone on, going to go on loan, it looks like, to Strasbourg. Angelo Gabriel is another really exciting right-wing option. Um, but, again, doesn't help you in the, in the immediate. But Nkunku and Jackson are good signings. Desassi's a good player. Like, again, I just don't think you needed to do it. Um, but they're still busy. And they will be busy, I assume, right up until deadline day because it's it's Chelsea and that's what they do. Um, Crystal Palace have only signed Jefferson Lerma. Sam Johnston is now the number one. Gaeta is the backup. Um, Remy Matthews is third choice. I, I, I would want a better goalkeeper, but they're not going to do that. They have got to buy a right back. Joel Ward and Nathaniel Klein are no, no longer Premier League caliber. You've got to buy a right back. Tyreek Mitchell's a really good left back. You could do it cover there. In the middle, you've got Gwehi, you've got Anderson. There you're starting. You've got Chris Richards. He could be your starting right back if all comes to all. He and he'd be good there, but I, I prefer an actual right back than like, moving a centre back. And they've still got James Tompkins um, as a third, fourth centre back for depth. Ideally, you'd want one more and Tompkins as your fifth. So I would say starting right back, back up left back and and a young centre-back centre project. Because there is a chance where he might go. Maybe not this summer, but next summer perhaps. So I'd look to address that. Um, you've got Czech de Cure, Jefferson Lerma and Yarrow Riedeveld as your holding midfield options. So that's pretty good. Ahamada, Will Hughes, Jeffrey Schlupp, and Ebri Chiesa can play in the centre midfield zones. That's probably going to be enough for the for this year. Elise right wing, Abue is back up. Now, there's talk that Elise could go, fingers crossed he stays because they desperately need him to stay. Through the middle, you've got Eduard, you've got Mateta, and you've got Ayu. Ayu can play across the line. They are desperately in need of a left winger. Desperately in need of a left winger. Now, at the moment, Jeff Schlupp is the only person at the club. Well, Eze could play there as well, but they need a left winger. Let's just be clear on that. It does look like they've got one more player uh, coming in the door in Matthias Franca, the young Brazilian. Um, Very, very talented. Naturally more of a 10 
than anything else. So if if he's the ten, then maybe Eze plays left wing, and that that could work. Be interchangeable him Eze and Annalise. He can move around, but I think you've absolutely got to go and and get your defense in order. You're you're a Roy Hodgson team. You're going to rely on your defense, right back, and a backup left back for certain, and then maybe. Maybe you add a another centre back if you can. Um, Riedevel can play there in a, in a pinch, but it wouldn't be ideal. He hasn't played there in a long time. Um, it's a really talented squad. I I, I would love for Liverpool to take Jack Dakure, but uh, I don't think Palace would be too pleased. Um, but yeah, I mean they've still got work to do. They've got work to do in these last few weeks of the of the transfer window. Um, Everton and Fulham will see us to 10. So with Everton, thus far, they've brought in Ashley Young and Arnaud Danjuma. Pickford, Virginia and Lonergan are the goalkeepers. It's not ideal, but it's not bad. Uh, Right back, you've got Patterson. You'll have Seamus Coleman when he comes back. Mason Holgate is still at the club. He can play some right back. And Ashley Young obviously has joined can play either side. Michael Enko's the starting left back. <clears throat> Excuse me. Michael Enko's the starting left back, and Young is the primary back up there now. And I really hope he's not going to start ahead of him, but you wouldn't know. Um, in the middle, you've got Godfrey, you've got Brantwaite, you've got Tarkovsky, you've got Keane, and you've got Holgate can play in there as well. So they're they're pretty well stocked. Is it a great group? No, but if Sean Dyche was willing to play a back three, I think they'd be a left-back short of a really good group because Patterson's very comfortable as a wing-back. You'd have Michael Enko and Brantwaite as left-sided options. You would have Tarkovsky and Keane as central options. And then you'd have... Godfrey and Holgate as right-sided options. And that, to me, is a strong group. You just need a left-back, a left-wing-back. Um, in midfield. So I don't think they'll do much more with their defence because I don't think they're going to play a, a, a back three. I think they're going to play a back four because it's Sean Dyche. In midfield, you've got Onana, you've got Dukure, you've got Iwobi, You've still got Gabamon, you've still got Gomes, you've got Adrisaganagay, you've got James Garner. And you've got Deli Ali, and I'm really curious to see what they do with Deli Ali this season. They've also got a situation where Gabamon, Gomes, Gay, Iwobi, Ali, and Dakuri are all out of contract in 12 months. So they need to get cracking on some extensions. Um I think they're fine in midfield. I do. Um, they're looking to sell Damari Gray, apparently, which is weird. You've got Danjuma can play wide or through the middle. You've got McNeil can play wide or in central midfield. You've got Mope can play across the line. You've got Calvert-Lewin up front. They're trying to bring in the youngster from sporting. I I think another wide player wouldn't go miss. Awobi can play wide as well, but uh, a wide player that can get you some goals might be might be valuable. Um, I think Everton are in for a long season. I do. I think they're in for a long season, if I'm honest. Uh, I think they, they need to get two forwards in. Uh, the youngster from Sporting, is it Chemretti? Uh, he'd be one, but I think they need another one. I think they need a goal-scoring wide player. And after that, centre midfield is fine. The defense is okay. I, they'd probably just go for the two forwards and and just try and be solid the rest of the way. Uh, on to Fulham. They've brought in Raul Jimenez and Calvin Bassey, but it looks like they might lose. They've lost Manor Solomon, obviously. It looks like Willie, uh, Willian wants now to go to Saudi, and so does Mitrovic. Now, the Mitrovic one has gone a little bit quiet, so it remains to be seen what happens there. But he did say he'd never play for the club again, so who knows? 
Um, you've got Leno, you've got Roddick. I, I, I'd like a third goalkeeper in the squad, personally. So if I was them, I'd be looking to bring in another goalkeeper. Uh, Leno's absolutely good enough starter, but I'd like another another one for depth, even if it's just, you know, someone off the scrap heap. Um, right back. Kenny Tete and Mbappu are both good, but I think they could do with Tete's injury prone. That's the issue with him. So I think they could look for a right back. Anthony Robinson is the only left back on the books, so they need a left back. At centre back, you've got Reem, Tosin, Issa Diop, and Calvin Bassey. Tosin is out of contract in a year and apparently wants to leave. So if he goes, I think you need to bring in one more. I think you need to bring in one more if he goes. Um, if he stays, then I think you're fine. But a starting right back and a backup left back, absolutely necessary. Uh, in midfield, you've got Joe Polinia, you've got Sasalukic, you've got Harrison Reed, you've got Tom Kearney. I'd like one more into that mix. Now, they were linked with Andre from Fluminense. I'd like one more. In the number 10 spot, you've got Pereira. Wilson can play there if needed. Um, but I think, and so can Tom Kearney and so can De Cordova Reed. So you're fine there. De Cordova Reed can play wide. You've got Harry Wilson, Ivan Cavaliero, Willian. Cavaliero's not, not shown himself to be all that great. And Willian might leave. So you're going to need a left winger. You're going to need a left winger. Now they are being linked with Callum Hudson Adoy and, Damari Gray. If they land both of them, then they're they're absolutely golden. Um, and through the middle, you've got Mitrovic, you've got Vinicius, and you've got Raul Jimenez. So at the moment, you're well stocked. But if Mitrovic leaves, you're going to have to go and buy a striker. So I would say for them, starting right back, backup left back, third choice goalkeeper, one more in midfield, just one more, and then a winger. It's a lot. It's a lot to do. But there is a month left, and we know with Fulham, they love nothing more than a good old scramble in the last week of the window, where they end up bringing in too many players. Um, so yeah, that, that's where I sit with Arsenal through Fulham, and what I think they need to do. On Monday, we'll do Liverpool through Wolves, and um, we'll start ramping up towards the season. So, we'll take a break. When we come back, it's just Bit of news, bit of gossip. See you soon. Right, welcome back. So, um, Pep Guardiola has confirmed that Josco Guardiola is having a medical and should complete his move to Manchester City from RB Leipzig in the next few hours. Um, 77 million, it's a significant amount of money. Uh, Pep said he will do everything to keep Kyle Walker and Bernardo Silva, and I think it is vital that they do. Um, the Wolves chairman, Jeff Shi, has written an open letter to the fans saying the club's Chinese owners are committed to delivering success. He did stress that Wolves have to be cautious with their spending in order to meet the Premier League's financial fair play rules. The club is a long-term project and an important one for Fossum. We were in the championship. When we were in the championship, when we were in the pandemic, when we faced all kinds of challenges on or off the pitch, the owners have always done their best to support us. To be fair, I know it's a tough situation. You lose Neves, you sell Jimenez. The only signings are Matt Doherty on a free and two lads that you had last season that you've converted into permanent deals. But they have always done a fairly good job with the club. And look, Wolves squad is decent, and we'll talk about them more on Monday. I I think it's going to be a long enough season for them. They're not going to have a joyous season, but I think they're going to be okay. They've got a really good manager, and there's a lot of good players still there. Do I do have some concerns in defence? Um, Manchester City teenager Carlos Borges, who looks set to join West Ham, has uh, completed a deal for to move to Ajax for 17.3 million. That City Academy is phenomenal. 
Uh, City have agreed a 20% sell-on clause as well as a buyback option. He is very, very talented. Community Shield, pick your Arsenal versus Manchester City combined team. All right. Ederson is the goalkeeper. Right back. I think I'll take Julian Timber. Uh, left back will take Nathan Aki. Uh, in the middle... For now, we'll go Diaz and we'll go with. Gabriel was the better centre-back last year, but I take Saliba over him. Now, when they add Guardiola, Saliba's out and Diaz moves across. Uh, Midfield will be easy. It is going to be Rodri. It will be Kevin De Bruyne. I know he's injured, but we're picking teams based on the squads they have right now. And the third midfielder, I think, is Bernardo Silva. Uh, right wing, unquestionably, <clears throat> right wing is Bikayo Saka. Left wing, we're going to go Phil Foden. And then through the middle will, of course, be Erling Haaland. Uh, so that is eight to three in favour of City. And it will be nine to three once Guardiola's deal is done. Um, I don't think these two teams are particularly close. Arsenal might well win the Community Shield, and it will mean absolutely nothing. Absolutely nothing. On to the gossip. West, sorry, uh, Everton have leapfrogged Tottenham and West Ham in the race to sign Harry Maguire. I'm not sure there's a race to sign Harry Maguire, and I don't think Tottenham would be in it if there was. Wolves manager Julian Lopetegui is considering his position as manager. I don't believe that. If John Percy came out and said it, I'd believe it, but Lopetegui knew what he was getting into. And like, let's be honest, the, the mirror is not exactly the, a bastion of great journalism. Um, Chelsea and Manchester City are comp- increasing their efforts to sign... Michael Elise, oh, amid confusion over a release clause. There is a lot of confusion over the release clause. Um, some are saying it doesn't exist. Certainly, Palace are briefing that it doesn't exist. I think if it did exist, wouldn't somebody have paid it already? Like last summer, maybe? He, he is out with an injury for a while, but I I, I don't know what to, what to make of it. Um, Paris Saint-Germain are closing in on bringing Benfica and Portugal forward and Carlo Ramos to the club. It looks like they want Ramos and Randall Colomuani and Usman Dembele and Bradley Barcola. If they add all four of them, I think that will make up for Mbappe going. I do like the signing of, of Ramos for them. I, he'd actually have worked brilliantly with Mbappe, but it is what it is. Clement Langley is resisting Barcelona's desires to sell him to Saudi side Al-Nazir with the French defender determined to return to Tottenham. Tottenham have no interest in him. If Tottenham wanted him, they would have signed him a month ago. Chelsea's hopes of bringing of, of swapping Romelu Lukaku for Dusan Vlavic are being hit by the Italian demands of, of a large fee, which is absolutely fair. Arsenal have submitted an opening bid of 20 million plus 3 million in add-ons for David Rea. That will get turned down. Manchester United are monitoring Leon Goretzka, who is not believed to be in manager Thomas Tuchel's plans. Fair. Aston Villa are willing to activate a release clause of about 25 million for Tyler Adams. I think that would be a really good signing for them. I genuinely do. Tottenham are in talks with... 12 million Argentine forward Alessio Velez from Rosario Central and are looking to offload Hugo Lloris, Pierre-Emile Hoisberg, Tanguy Endembele and Brian Hill. Now, Brian Hill has just had surgery and personally, I think they'd be nuts to sell him because I think he's really talented and as a backup to Kulisevsky, you're not going to find a better fit. Um, it's a shame with Endembele. It, it just It's never worked in England for him. Uh, Hoisberg, I, I can see, I can see the logic. Um, 
Usman Dembele will have a medical on Friday before completing a move to PSG. Uh, Barca are up in arms having tantrums and uh, trying to position themselves as a club that have been bullied out of a player, but it's their own fault. Wolfsburg want Tottenham to pay forty-three million for Mickey Van de Ven. I, I, I would pay it as Liverpool because I think he'd be perfect on the left side of the three. I think Tap Sopa makes more sense for Spurs in the middle of a uh, on the left side of a two. But if they're going to play a three, which is possible because apparently they still want Tap Sopa, then yeah, fair. West Ham and Nottingham Forest are chasing PSG's 21-year-old French forward, Hugo Ekatiki. He's super talented. Super, super talented. But Forest have much bigger needs. They need to sort out a goalkeeper, a centre-back, and, uh, and a midfielder before they worry about a striker. You've got Awani, you've got Chris Wood, you're all right. West Ham, you have Skimaka. Stop trying to sell him. West Ham's move for James Ward-Prowse is off as technical director Tim Steepen is against bringing the 28-year-old international to the club. I think Moyes is gone in a couple of months. I think I think that's what we're seeing. I think that they're, they're pushing Moyes out. Um, I would I would bet on Graham Potter being West Ham manager before Christmas. I'd bet a significant amount. Southampton will look to sign Max Ahrens to fill the boots of Timo, Tino Livermento. I think that's a really good move. Burnley have opened talks to sign Mohamed Darami from Ajax. I wasn't expecting that. He's a very good player. Very talented. Nottingham Forest have offered Roma $21.5 million for Brazilian centre-back Roger Ibanez. I really like that. I think him and Nia Kat would be a very good pairing. Bournemouth are set to sign uh, Castrovelli from Fiorentina for €12 million Euros plus add-ons. That's a bargain price, to be fair. Uh, Frank Kessie is close to making a move from Barcelona to Saudi Arabian side Al-Ali. Yeah, I thought he'd end up in the Premier League, but it is looking like he is away to Saudi. And that's it. That's all I have for today, folks. Thank you, as always. I will speak to you all on Monday. Have a pleasant weekend. Bye-bye. Podcast Network.